Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Pin the Champ. We've got a full house again. We got Sawyer, Kyle, Bong, and me, Jeremiah. Say hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Sawyer, this is Sawyer. No, it's not. firmly established as Sawyer. No, this, this, is well, this is Kyle, then. <laughs> this is a dangerous game to play. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to confuse our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we started recording, we've decided to start a new tradition here on the show today, moving forward. So every episode, we're going to be raising a glass and we're going to toast to something that we're going to talk about later in the episode. So for this one, it's only appropriate that just like the WWE Hall of Fame's first entrant, our toast is going to go out to Andre the Giant, who we'll be talking about later in the episode, okay? So guys, everybody at home listening, and my co-host here, everybody, let's raise a, gra- a glass, and on the count of three, or that I've too. already been drinking, we've already toasted <laughs> off screen. Yeah, raise okay. a glass or raise some grass if you have it. You know, you know, if you're in Virginia, you know. <laughs> so on the count of three, we'll all raise a, a glass to Andre. One, two, three, to Andre. 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 That's the all right, guys. So today we're going to be reviewing the Raw from February 1st, 1993. Um, as always, we do want to remind our listeners to, you know, hop, uh, you know, hop off and watch that episode if you like to, or watch it later, either which way. And we're also going to have another debut on this show later with uh, Song Spotlight. So that's going to be real yes. cool. Excited Woo! to see what songs bring to the table today. You guys, the babysitter. <laughs> That's what his spotlight is on. His, his yeah. my career as a babysitter and my only fan site. Oh yeah, we're, we will be going over songs only fans. <laughs> Stay tuned. You gotta pay. You gotta pay though, guys. You give my away only for free. fan site. <laughs> you know, we don't w- give it away for free. <laughs> you know, WWE never really had like a babysitter gimmick for a wrestler. That'd be pretty That's funny. True. That's true. All the all the. Like you know, they had some out there gimmicks, and and never, never a never a babysitter. They had a you know a clown. Uh, most clowns like to make people laugh. This one likes to make them cry. I would have loved to have the babysitter go up against Bret Hart just so he could be like, "You're not my father. You're not my father. <laughs> You're not my father. You can't tell me what to do. My dad's gonna be home. He lets me play in the dungeon. Yeah, he lets me stay up till 10 p.m. Okay." <laughs> Uh, you guys want to go ahead and get into this episode of Raw, February 1st? We're into February now. Let's skip yes. it. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yes. February. <laughs> really confuse people on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode opens up with Tatanka versus Damian Demento, and Tatanka Buffalo. defeats Demento with a Samoan drop, basically. Yep. Can you yeah. call that a Samoan drop if it's done by a Native American? <laughs> it's, I was um, wondering it's that. It's a Lundy or a Lund, uh, he's, he's a 
He's a lumbie. Lumbie? He's a lumbie. So it's a lumbie drop. Lumbie there you drop. Go. <laughs> yeah. So I want wrong answer, guy. Who was Damian Demento talking to during this match when he was on the outside of the ring? Did he lose his earpiece? It was McMahon, right? <laughs> no, no, he, his mom. His mom was in the audience. Uh, Mrs. Demento was from the outer reaches of her mind. Yeah. And uh, she was hanging out in the audience. She was like, hey, that's my boy, Damien. I named him after the son of the devil. I love here. the idea of his mom calling him like telepathically. Like, sorry, my mom's calling me from the outer reaches of my mind. <laughs> yeah. I got to take all this. for you, Damien Demento. It's all for you. Yes, mom. Yes, I'll be there Sunday, mom. All right. All right. Was, was love you too. Was he supposed to land on his feet once it's on the clothesline? It was kind of glitchy when I watched it almost. Like the Matrix or something like uh it you was know, very deja vu scene. He got clothesline. I don't know if he was meant to land it on his feet or if he decided to land on his feet. But I, if you look, if you watch that match, I don't think Tatanka know what to do at that point because I think he probably should have fell. He pulled uh, an Undertaker, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, um, now, guys, Google says Tatanka. Now we've already looked it up, and we know Lumby uh, is actually supposedly what Chris Chavis is. But when I was yes. uh, doing some research today, Google says Tatanka is a Lakota word, which means big beast. Buffalo. Right. No, it ah. says big beast according to oh, Google. Big beast. Okay. But uh, this little uh, wrestling website called WWE.com. I'm having problems saying WWE today. It's okay. <laughs> That's that downside of the booze. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know. I think it's an upside still. Yeah. Guys, we're really breaking some ground on alcohol in the entertainment world. It's <laughs> we thought we were on to something. So now I hear you. <laughs> no, the WWE website says that it does translate to Buffalo, but Google says otherwise. I don't know who's right. We know it's Lumbee. That's I like all Big we know. Beast better. I like I do Big too. Beast. Yeah. But Buffalo is name. kind of synonymous with with like the Native American. The Lakota. Well, yeah, the Lakota yeah. are so the Lakota, I'm pretty sure, and I'm sure, you know, you can correct us if we're wrong, listeners. I'm pretty sure the Lakota are um, the Navajo. I think okay. they are, like, one and the same. So, like, um, I, th- I think the, the, um, uh, the, the, the Navajo, you know, are Midwest, you know, like, that's where the Buffalo were. So that would make, you know, that, I mean, not just Midwest, West. They, these, you know, like, these are the plains. They're, they're the Plains uh, First Nation people. So I definitely think Buffalo would be an important thing. And yeah, it's well, dude, I, I don't know if anybody uh, in any of our listeners or any of you guys have, uh, I've, I've gotten really into um, cow and buffalo videos on Instagram. Speaking of uh, <laughs> buffalo, what? Uh, like they're just, they're. I'm they're, not sure if you should be sharing this. Yeah. No, well, yeah, no, I'm watching them. <laughs> Fuck, no. The Buffalo no, only fans is uh, also yeah, pretty uh, dressed as buffaloes. No, no, it's, it's a type of person, you know, a buffalo or a cow. No, um, I'm kidding. Like I'm a kidding. bear uh, no. and a... Uh... Yeah, like a bear, an otter, or a wolf. <laughs> um, no, it's, they're just, they're, they're beautiful, like, like, just majestic, powerful creatures. And, like, it's really interesting... That being said, I think Big Beast is a better name than Buffalo. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I hope Google's right. 
Yeah, well, it's funny because I was watching it because as he's been featured a lot lately, too, mm -hmm. he is one of what could be considered a stereotyped character that doesn't feel Absolutely. like it's tacky or cheap. That's how you know he had mm. a hand in developing his own character. Well, uh, he's not as bad as right. like Chief J. Strongbow, who I'm pretty sure was like an Italian guy. Yeah. I'm going to out myself today, too, where I learned with Kyle, I did not realize. And I, now, granted, keep in mind, I know that there are many Samoans throughout the industry, mm -hmm. and a fair amount of them end up actually being related. You didn't know about Yoko? I thought he was Japanese, not, but why? He thought he was because you're not yeah. the only one. So that was like, the goal. Time, I did, yeah. I so okay, good. Kyle was like, a don't a say it on air. I'm like, I'll out myself. Yeah. <laughs> he played the character and sold it well. And I, for the, you know, for the longest time, I actually thought he was Japanese. He had the sumo stands. And yeah. I guess he did his research. He probably watched sumo <laughs> wrestlers and how they, uh, you know, how they um, move and uh, yeah. react to things. And he played that part really well. Yeah, well, and he's it was, got the it's, build. It's, it's, it's interesting right. because he definitely dropped some hints for us. We'll talk about. I'll talk about it when we get to that match. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, interesting about this match, uh, uh, our our boy Bartlett uh, Sawyer's dad. Yeah, uh, he he makes a Ruth Buzzy joke uh, on <laughs> Damian Damian Demento, which I found particularly funny. Uh, I'm I'm either I I think my brain is starting to degenerate. Because I'm starting to enjoy, enjoy Bartlett's commentary. <laughs> no, Kyle, we're talking about. I don't know if it's Stockholm syndrome or he's actually know, funny. A lot in this of what they said in this episode went right over my head. So. Oh, see, dude. see, there it is. It must be that we're just like we we have a, a certain type of brain disorder where we find Rob Bartlett funny. And yeah. I, I, so I apologize to our listeners. That's I'm going right. to be making references to Rob Bartlett's very funny jokes. Yeah. Well, it's very specifically <laughs> 90s, and that's and that's a huge overlap in mine and Kyle's very weird, specific cultural references that I think it hits that nail on the head. All right, I'll let us move on, but the thing I want to say real quick, though, is it, it is, I know it's hot take again, too, but if Yokozuna could have actually developed a true Samoan character, that's the shame of it is, is there's awesome Samoan, like, deities and stuff like that they could have pulled from. That's I wanted to throw it true. out there because it is, I know, hot take. A Samoan guy playing a Japanese character is ridiculous. But I would love to have seen what we could have done. And I think we should explore that in a later episode. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually have a trivia question for you guys uh, around. Oh, yes, do it. So whoa, I know whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Whoa. Around, I know. <laughs> Hold Stay on. in your lane. No, no, it's cool. Stay listen, in your lane. Man, listen. I was about to say. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> So, okay, uh, according to ringthedambell.wordpress.com, who defeated Tatanka's undefeated streak? Don't boss Is it Bammer? It was Bossman, wasn't it? Is it? I, I feel like it's probably not the case, but does Hacksaw Jim take him down in the following episode? No. Uh, no, that's Yoko. You guys ready to hear it? Yeah. Wait, who'd you who'd you pitch? I'm sorry, maybe I spaced he on the question. Said, he oh, said Tatanka. Was, oh, you did Marcel. say Tatanka. I'm sorry. Marcel. I thought we were still talking about Yokozuna. I apologize. No. <laughs> said Tatanka. No idea. I'll just say Rowdy. Rowdy it no, it was. Uh, do you remember Ludwig Borga? It was Borga. Yeah, <laughs> from Finland. <laughs> A terrible mistake on their part. So I, he had an undefeated streak going, and he lost to. 
Borga. Borga. How 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 long the, the was the finish. streak? How long was the streak? Do you know? Uh, it was pretty long. I remember that from being young, when I was younger. Yeah. I think it went out like almost a year at least. Uh, I think it's a longer, the longer streak longer in this year. episode. Yeah. They were still pushing the streak in this episode. Yeah. Got a few um, stickers in this one, if you will. Two, two, <laughs> things, about this, two things about this episode. Um, one, at the 5 minute 26 second mark, uh, the WWE Network uh, shows a bald child, like a, like a, uh, a male pattern baldness child. Yeah. And uh, it's just a weird looking kid. I thought that was really funny. Uh, and Tatanka looks like he's doing like the Heil Hitler salute. <laughs> he absolutely uh, I missed does. that. I no, mean, that's yeah. his whole thing is that whole dun, 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 and then he does that whole like, yeah, it very huh. much looks like a, that's a like, Hitler thing. It's man. like, I, I need to, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, man. no, that's crazy. So I would, if you, if you, if, uh, listeners, if you have the network pulled up, uh, just get, pause it at five twenty six. It that that child's really weird looking. That's <laughs> where we rewound it like three times to be like that child's bald. <laughs> hey, hey, Sawyer, to answer your question, um, Bleacher Report said it was one hundred seventy three straight wins for Tatanka. What? That's Goldberg esque. That's, that's, oh, I'm sorry. It's better than Goldberg because Goldberg's numbers were bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Why are people talking about this? <laughs> so it was you like. Know what, guys? I, I am so sorry. I read that wrong. Uh, just uh, get at me on Twitter. I read that wrong. Um, okay. That was Goldberg's streak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll take Did that I nail away. that or what? I'm going to start having to talk wow. as Bill Goldberg's numbers. Who cares? Did I nail that shit or what? Uh, gentlemen. <laughs> little standing ovation for Jeremiah on that one. <laughs> right. Uh, well, get at me. Songpole12 on Twitter. At Songpole12. All right. We're getting off this Tatanka and Damian Demento yeah. match. Anyway, yeah. Tatanka <laughs> beats Demento with a Samoan <laughs> drop. Uh, after that, they cut to video of Bret Hart presenting to the American Red Cross an oversized check of $100,000. Um yeah, after that, Vince McMahon interviews a returning Brutus the Barber beefcake. Um, so this is after the parasailing accident that almost killed him. He, during this interview, he vows to return to the ring. He talks about his parents dying, then his wife divorcing him. He sounds like a country music song, basically, guys. I said to Kyle, I'm officially, I love Brutus now. He's now, like, I was like, I feel Sawyer this, dude. Sawyer is a Brutus Mark. Because no, I, I have these mark. kinds of weird tragedies, like, happen in three to me. Like, I've been hit by a car. My, like, like just not too long ago, got tested positive for COVID, and then my roof collapsed in. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and Sawyer yeah. did legitimately get hit by a taxi, like, uh, I was hit by a car, survived, like, <laughs> My mom was like, you should go back to work Friday. I was like, I don't think that's how that's supposed to work, but I don't have money, so that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the the Headlock on Hunger interview was great. I think Brett does that, you know, he just does that kind of white meat baby face so well. And the check looks great. Reverend Slick in the back. I think mm -hmm. James Dudley is in the back as well. Uh, Vince McMahon's driver and... Uh, personal butler fixer kind of everything um very good loved it brutus returning 
this <laughs> promo this yeah. promo is it's oh see i'm i'm right in the middle yeah. see so, see i think it's it's both terrible and good i think it's like uh yeah it's brutus i feel like has such great he wants to be such a good wrestler well, leave it to uh, WWE to basically turn his tragedy into, you know, a Hogan promo where he's saying that the red and yellow hand of Hogan reached out right. to help him up. But it's actually, I read true, though. So, like, like he lived with well, Hogan. Hogan does that. When I got hit by a car, I woke up and he was standing <laughs> in front of me. And I was like, oh, he told cool. him, uh, you don't know? give up, brother. You know? And I was like, yeah, oh, okay. Brother. Gave him some vitamins and everything. <laughs> yeah. so, he, he, he said, you hold on to the biggest arms in the world and I'll take you down to Chinatown, brother. Yeah, and I was like, Hulk, who, who's Billy Graham? And he's like, don't worry about it. And then he ran away. Did you, guys, <laughs> did you guys notice that Beefcake also said he would like, he's like, I want to take on all comers, no matter how big or no matter how small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking to myself, I was like, he wants to just like kick a, kick a little person across the road or something. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, how, much and, and, that, how much of that promo was true? Um, all of it. All of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, wow. He got hit by oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he we, was jet skiing and a parasailer hit him. Happened. Dude, he was jet skiing. He in got Fort hit Romeo, by these Florida. girls' knees and wow. caved in his face. He couldn't breathe on his own. Couldn't he hang, heard them bang. saying shit, shit like, you know, You're this guy's die. not going to make it. Right. Um, he lost his whole jaw. Mm -hmm. uh, it was crazy. Like if He you looked look pretty online, good post-surgery, yeah. too. I and his to wife say. left them, too? Yeah, wife left him. I guess, yeah. Lost both his parents. Yeah, it and was And they nuts. turned that to a storyline. Wow. I mean, that's the. I mean, it, they tried to turn. They've turned every death into a storyline. That's true. true. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they are sh like I. Death. The WWF is, can go dark, man. Well, hey, that's kind of the edges. That's like Edge's man. whole thing at this point. Edge's like, whole thing is kind of a comeback. I, I survived. <laughs> I feel like and and and. And so we're like, I, th I feel like, you know, because you also majored in theater, uh, you know, it's kind of this, the show must go on attitude. Yeah. Like, like they have like this kind agreement, of even, kinda. even in death, like it's like, like uh, I, I forget, like somebody said, you know, oh, you know, how do you think Eddie would feel about them using his like death in, in, in a promo? And, and the, the answer was Eddie would love that. Yeah, and he would love to be uh, a part of like because it's a thing that he loved, and and so like as long I I say this, and like as long as it's done well, I think death these kind of things can be kind of good because like it does allow for that mixture of like you know. What, what do they say? Every good wrestler is just themselves cranked Turned to up. 11. Yeah. Well, right. ev every good Story. scenario is just a real life scenario cranked to 11. Right. Well, what about said? athletes? They do that too. Like in a lot of professional sports, if someone returns to the game, like, hey, by the way, like this is what they're coming back from. It's a trophy. They learn that they, right. like the, the HBO stuff and, and a lot of that, like a lot of what you're talking about, Sor, has been learned 
from the WWE. Exactly. Oh, you didn't start seeing it till like the mid to later nineties because you started seeing it in like look at look at what MMA and boxing are doing. I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but they are trying to make heels and faces. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, this is in their sports. Conor McGregor, you know, basically yeah. emulates Flair. You know, I exactly. Mean, oh yeah, no, I never thought about that, but you're right. Hey, Song, I think you were going to say something. To, well, going to McGregor when he walks, he does the McMahon strut every time he walks to the cage, which is <laughs> so idiotic to me. I love it. Yeah. Dude, it's so dumb. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of McGregor. Does it so make you not like him? Strut. Does it make you like like him? There's a lot that's, of that's stuff about McGregor for. I don't like, but that's, that's a whole nother. Uh, him I mean, doing his job. Yep. Because because that is money. That's, that's I don't money. think that's McGregor doing his job. I think truly he's just a shitty person. Right. <laughs> that too. That too. I, I think it's a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> Song was talking about earlier how if Conor McGregor stepped to him, he'd put him in his place. Oh, that's true. <laughs> come at us. Well, I'm all for encouraging any celebrity rivalries yes, on the well, show. Exactly. I, oh, I, remember, I remember when Song was our babysitter, he used to beat us up all the time. So, I mean, I, I imagine. <laughs> you go. Yeah. No, I, imagine I will go on record right good. now. I'll take one for the team. I will hop in the ring with anyone that wants oh, to God. come. Any celebrities that want to come on this show. All right. <laughs> and all I have right. a head injury. <laughs> Next match. Um, high energy versus oh, real, iron. Real quick. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you noticed during this promo, fans started booing a Hulk. Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot of boos for yeah. Hulk. I think that is, we are starting to see the end of Hulkamania. Yeah. They're tired of that whole yeah. thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's a good thing to point out, man, because it, that, that's the first return that, that, You've got like a mixed audience where they're kind of like, we kind of like Brett, you know, or we, mm-hmm. you know, we want to see Brett and Sean type stuff, not leg drop and, uh, yeah, you know, not, not, not atomic leg drop and big boot, you know, right, which right. I'm realizing Brett Hart is basically the Wolverine of the WWE. He's both Canadian. He is like, you want him on every team. You're like, well, I'm not going to say he's not my favorite because he kind that's of is a everywhere. really good. I, I would 100% agree with that. All right, next match. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, high energy versus Iron Mike Sharp and Von Cruz. Now, in this match, uh, Owen, he pins Von Cruz after a Coco top rope clothesline. Um, I wanted to mention, guys, I need to follow a lead. I found out that my dad's aunt was married to Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> That's what? crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. Me and Sawyer were talking about Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah. It, it, it's, this match is so good because it's, it's a good squash match. Iron Mike Sharp is such a loud worker. Right. Like, he does that, like, <laughs> raw, 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 raw. Sorry, you know, like, sorry, sorry to our listeners, but he does that, you know, that thing where um, it's, it's a really old school kind of carny kind of like um like territory wrestler type deal but it's 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 he makes a lot of ring noise when he's calling spots right so mm-hmm. he he's just but like he has i don't know who i don't know anything about uh von cruz but uh mike sharp was like a pretty decent territory name right and 
Well, I, Kyle and I play a game now called like, Jobber. For being like 40, like he still had like, he looked like like the dad at the PTA like meeting who is like a little drunk who could beat your ass. Yeah. When Kyle and I start playing a game called Jobber or No, we're all lean to him and it's sort of like a sanity check for myself. I'm like, Jobber? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, he was like, well, the other guy, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, what was it? What was it? Who, who was it you were just saying? Uh, Sharp? Is that what his name Iron is? Iron yeah. Mike Sharp. Yeah. Iron yeah, Mike Mar- Sharp. Yeah, Sharp. You were like, you're like, it's a shame because he's really not. Like, he's not like legendary, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a good performer. been doing it long enough. I would love to find out if you have connections to him. He's, yeah. No, I do have connections to him. I mean, he's my dad's uh, mom's sister. And the way that I first knew anything about this was actually a few years back. Um, I was, you know, of course, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I was aware when Iron Mike Wait, Sharp what? died. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, I'm, I'm messing with you because you said you were a huge wrestling fan. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. I, we should do a podcast with you. So, Iron Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I stole your thunder. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Iron Mike, uh, he, he passes away. So, I'm seeing stuff about that online. And at the same time, this person who's a distant relative of mine named Dot is posting, like, pictures of Iron Mike. And I'm like, what the? And so I asked my dad and sure enough, yeah, she was married to him. And so I actually, when I was talking to my dad last time asked, I said, can you talk to her and see if she'd be willing to talk to me a little bit about Iron Mike? Yeah. You have to interview her. Yeah. yeah. That would be, I would love, Oh God. Cause I bet she has some stories because right. I bet. Um, Cause he was like a worker back in right. the day. Like he was a guy who worked up until like, you know, his his end he worked like and and like fuck that's so cool dude that's so cool yeah i hope it stay tuned pinheads this is where it takes off baby this is our end (laughs) this is our end yeah (laughs) the dead dead jobber but i would love to talk to yeah to her and see what's up but um uh about von cruz uh, according to Wikipedia, his real name is Vito Joseph Lagrosso, is an actor and former wrestler, also known as Big Vito. Hmm. Nice. So, wait, wait, like Big Vito, as in like from TNA? Like I think F- maybe full-blooded yeah. Italians. I think might be him. Oh, might be the same guy. No oh, other than shit. How about that? Yeah. The NBI. Wow. That's dope. That's that's fascinating. Right. Oh, yeah, because, oh, wow, yeah, he's Big Vito. That's <laughs> and, uh, nuts. Big Nunzio Vito runs Graziato, uh, right? yeah. But he Graziato. was Big ba- Vito. Yeah, during this time, he was basically doing like a Baron <laughs> Von Roschke kind of gimmick, right? And he was, he was pudgy, man. Like, he was not like, he would, no, he was in the baddies, not full-blooded Italians. He was in the baddies in oh. ECW. Well, that he seems like a waste ECW of uh... ECW and TNA. That seems um, like a waste of an ultra Italian name. You need to put mm-hmm. it in. There. <laughs> well, I I think I think in the '90s and like I, I especially now I think I think he probably or back then at least he would have probably had better luck with like you said uh, Baron von von Raschke gimmick yeah. rather than like doing something because like I feel like mm-hmm. your Italian gimmick didn't really take off to like like the Jersey Shore type exactly. stuff like that's when that really 
And that's why it existed as a gimmick during that time is because anything that was popular in culture, you know, Vince is going to create one of the wrestlers around that. Yeah. um, Yeah. I also, during some research from this, uh, I read a story about how, uh, I don't want to bring us down, but how Coco Beware's uh, uh, Bird Frankie, unfortunately, went out. It's not a story with a happy The ending. horrible death of Frankie. I did, I did <gasps> see an article what? about this. I didn't read it because I was like, oh, man, that seems like a bit of a bummer. I want to hear about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> kind of ended up a fried chicken. Uh, there was a... What? Yeah, there was a fire. Maybe I don't died. want to hear this. <laughs> it was very <laughs> dark. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. He's, he was, he, uh-huh. he, uh, there was an interviewer, Coco Beware, said that unfortunately he came to an early demise because of a house fire. But uh, he also talked about how he actually got his gimmick with his wife's help, kind of like Stone Cold did. Uh, you know, that whole, like, your coffee or your tea is stone cold. And he was like, that's it. Uh, but similarly, Birdman, Coco Beware, um, they were watching Purple Rain with Morris Day and the Time. Oh, um, they were on stage doing the, a bird dance. And his wife suggested the dance because it was easy. And you're wearing the Purple Rain. I wore the, guys, I'm telling you, I'm psychic. Kismet. <laughs> I don't know how these powers work yet. I'm still figuring them out, but go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know. She said the dance is easy. Later, she went to the pet store and took a picture of a macaw. And later, uh, Vince McMahon had a meeting with Coco. And Vince was all like, we've got to have you, buddy. You're a great high flyer. You know, we don't want you to come on board. And uh, so when they had that meeting. Yeah, pal, you're great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Vince asked Coco if he wanted anything else for his gimmick. And he pulled the macaw out of his pocket, the picture of it. And oh, said, I thought you meant literal bird in his pocket. I was like, bold move, Coco. Bold move. <laughs> he's like struggling. He's like, Vince, can we move this along? I got something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, how he got his yeah. gimmick. That's awesome. And also kind of sad because like macaws live to be like 70. Yeah. Right. Like that, that bird would still like when you buy a macaw nowadays or any kind of like parrot like that. You have to I'm marry him. Sure you, you, <laughs> yeah. you have to sign a contract being right. like, I'll leave this to somebody in my will because Jeez. it's basically human. <laughs> it's borderline it, human. It's borderline human. <laughs> and yeah. that's why I it's like owning a them. dolphin. <laughs> yeah. 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 The most delicious of birds. <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> the most crazy. delicious of birds. Yeah. <laughs> that's All crazy. Right. Well, because the really... funny, the crazy thing is, I mean, as someone who's like lost a pet, like due to unforeseen circumstances like damn that breaks my heart but that's also about morris day in the times because i like they're one of those things you know like i'm a kevin smith fan so i feel like that was like my introduction to them as a group but like i've always really like dealt, like in the past few years been getting into purple rain and everything so i had no idea that was connected to coco beware yeah. man that's crazy that's so cool it, it, it explains a lot it seems seems uh transferable it's kind of cool was- to see how real real life creates these characters and how they become like household names oh yeah all wrestlers take note listen to your wives they're gonna i was was just about to say that just goes to show you how important having listening to your partner is yeah like 
right Also, oh, you know half these women are like, I don't give a shit about what you do, but try this thing. It seems genius. You're welcome. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that you say that because Pui said you should start a, you know, if you want to, you should be a commentator. You should be yeah. start a wrestling podcast. Do it. Yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. I look so forward to the episode you do with Pui. You need what? to do a Valentine's Day episode. Absolutely. Song, what does your wife tell you to do? What does she what, what kind of advice does she give you? Oh, she just say bring home the money and we'll be good. <laughs> oh d- oh you did you did you haven't broke the news to her yet, have you? Song? No, no, I haven't told her. That's I why I'm a full time podcaster. We're we're broke. <laughs> And only yeah, fans. He's got to do the only fans to bring home money. Because, because, right. because that's of COVID, the there's not been a lot of babysitting gigs coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so after, for our listeners at home, every time we mention oh. song as a babysitter, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> after this, we get a clip of Doink the Clown beating up Crush with his fake arm. And Vince McMahon lets us know that Crush is going to be back soon. So this sets up the Doink versus Typhoon match. And a uh, pretty straightforward match. Doink ends up rolling up Typhoon with a handful of tights. I love the fact that Doink is such a good technical wrestler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Also, one um, of uh, Bartlett's better jokes is the 12-step program uh, when he's addicted to hitting and throwing a pie. <laughs> that was a fr- I, I checked that. He is such a great technical wrestler. Like his yeah. um like wrist lock was yeah. looked fantastic. His um grabbing the single leg takedown, everything just looks so good when he's doing it. It's like why would they put this guy with such a bad gimmick? He's such a good wrestler. Yeah. I was I'll disagree with you on that song. I yeah? think the the evil doink, the the you know, most clowns song like to make children laugh. Right. Doink, Doink likes to make children cry. I... <laughs> and I think Evil Doink, like, look, I, I, I have to agree. Matt Bourne is so good. He's such right. a, he's such a piece of shit in oh, real yeah. life. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I don't normally speak ill of the dead, but fuck him. He's, he's a piece of shit. Right. Um. Well, Doink is like a Google update. You know. It gets worse with age. Like it, it, like it starts out real up here, and then it down so, goes. You, you think it, you'd want to reverse the career? I disagree with that, Sawyer. Oh. I feel like I was before uh, Kyle was talking. I was actually going to mention. I feel like I wouldn't be mad if Doink had like a new character. Like if one of these guys that aren't getting TV time turned into Doink. Oh. Dude, I mean, I think it could be, as long as it was a good technical wrestler, I think it could be as relevant today as as ever. Just a crazy, villainous, Joker-like clown. It's it's a gimmick that's going to go nowhere. You know when they saddle you with that gimmick, it's not going to go. You you might get a couple wins under your belt, but after that, that's it. Yeah. It's going to go right back to jobbing. No, I think I at the think, end of the day, think, the problem is people don't like clowns. Even people that love clowns mm. don't love clowns all that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't like clowns. Either. But do you think, ahead, I'm sorry. Do you well, think, I think that? Go ahead. So, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just gonna say, like, I think to both of your points, I think that I'd love to see if they, like, if you could trust them to do it, like, kind of like what they're. I I feel like the fiend is kind of a modern day doink in a Agreed. lot of ways. Um, and She's I feel so like, <laughs> well, and I feel like they've done it in in the right way. 
I, I feel like if they tried to do a modern day doink, it would they be like would that. Get, well, they would get it right for maybe three weeks, maybe a month, maybe even through a pay per view, and then they turn then, him face. Exactly. Oh wait. Exactly. And hold on. It. Hold on, a, a brief run, and it is a shame because you are telling me if the guy sucks in real life, I can understand. No need to bring him back, but it would be great if he had a, oh, he's a, dead. a short-term return. Oh, he's dead? He's dead. Even better if he returned then. <laughs> <laughs> Even more amazing. <laughs> but uh, that would be crazy to have him team up with Wyatt. I know it can't happen, obviously, now, but that'd be crazy. Well, Doink's one of those guys you could bring back fine with a different person. As a matter of fact, oh, back in the day, the Doink time. was played by several people. So That's right. That's yeah. right. So, I mean, it's something you could, really, you could do if you really wanted to do it. It'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, I have a question. What's y'all's opinion on this? Could or should Dwight the Clown have had, like, an intercontinental title run? I mean, I say yeah, because why not? Like, I'm not, you know, it's not something that needs to happen, but I feel like underestimating anyone in wrestling is kind of the best weapon, is the best way to pull a surprise, because mm -hmm. we've all seen things where, like, oh, we all know how it's going to play out, and then you get an upset, and I think upsets can honestly be more interesting in that in that end. Does it need to happen? Not necessarily, but it could have been I, cool. My only issue, and and I and 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 I'll probably be a hypocrite on this later. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it, it, is that like, why is a clown a wrestler? What's his What's his end goal? What's like? What is he? Go, is he going for the belt? Like, to, why does he want the belt? Is he just there to make kids cry? That's cool. I like that. Let's let's explore that maybe. But like, like, like you know why um, Owen's there? You hell, you know why Yoko's there? You know why Lex is there? Uh, Typhoon's there because he has nothing else to do. He'd be Uncle Fred if he wasn't there. You know, like he's yeah. But like, like, I just don't understand why. Like, like. I understand why the million dollar man is there. He's bored. He's a he's a thrill seeker. You know, I, I understand why there's a tax person there because you know the, the they're all independent <laughs> contractors. <laughs> Which so real quick side note. I love they bring that up about Brutus too, that like that's IRS's contribution and he wasn't paying right. taxes while he was in the hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, got him. <laughs> but like I don't understand why a clown's a wrestler. What but you're basically I, saying is that WWE Network should create a show with an origin story for the wrestlers. Yes. 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 That would be sweet. Yes. I I I actually really especially like the more gimmick, like like if you Yes, the more gimmicky you are, like, and especially the more it needs a backstory. Like, yeah. I would love to see a whole like hour long network special about Finn and the Demon. That'd be sweet. I'm I'm a, I'm oh, a huge yeah. Finn Balor mark, so like I would like I would I would I would see I would watch that regardless. But like I feel like guys with interesting like dualities, guys mm -hmm. with characters like. You know, like I loved, I I would, and we'll get into it when we get into the attitude era. But like, I would have loved like a the three faces of Foley special, where it explains like, oh man, like sometimes he's dude love, like when he when he wants to be groovy and get down with all the chicks, he's dude love, you know. But but then when he can't get it done, he's bang bang, you know, yeah. Texas Jack, you know, and, and 
I, I want to say there is a Finn Balor one. I'm, that's what I'm looking up right now. Oh, okay. Well, in a COVID world, they should shoot more of those type of videos anyways, because right. it's just like you need to kind of fill those gaps with things that are, you have more of the time and opportunity to do that because no one's really watching watching it like a lot. Well, isn't that yeah, kind of what they tried to do what, with... Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, what so, to jump off what Sawyer was saying, like with the whole COVID and the uh, quarantine stuff, they just really start taking the opportunity and make things a little bit more theatrics for them, like cutting those old uh, promos. Vignettes. vignettes. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a perfect time to bring those back, but I guess they kind of missed the ball on that because now they can do live shows in Florida. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm Florida. watching all these old graphics and I'm like, man, they need this. Right. It's simple. It's not overdone. Like mm -hmm. everything feels just so gaudy right yeah, now. Right. Especially for like the characters that, you know, have strange gimmicks like the fiend and the yeah. demon. We haven't seen the demon in an in industry a long built on tackiness. I agree. I'd love <laughs> You're to overthinking see a it. The demon. <laughs> I think if the demon comes back, he should come out like to face Brock Lesnar and get a win or something. Ooh. yes. I like Ooh. they put over like er, when Finn was like er, kind of early on. They put over that it was like oh Finn couldn't win. Next is the demon, and the yeah. demon came out and just destroyed. Right. Like the inter I like I realize like I'm I'm a bit of an entrance mark too. Like I mm -hmm. love a good entrance. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, Yoko's entrance coming up. Ba bow! What a fucking banger! So great. Also, the raw girl. My word. My <laughs> word. <laughs> Queen, um, get it? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, before we move on f to the next match. Another thought that I had during this Doink and Typhoon thing was that uh, Typhoon was the uh, Shockmaster as well. Yes, he was. <laughs> and Uncle Fred, the bumbling Uncle Fred. Or Uncle yep. Norman. Uncle Norman. Yeah. So Vince is interviewing Todd Pettengill about Giant Gonzalez uh, being on that, uh, what was it? The Saturday Super morning Slam. thing. Yes. Whatever. Thunder in Paradise? No. He, he is on Thunder in Paradise, though. Uh, he is on Thunder in Paradise. He's not what he's referencing, but... And so, um, as you heard earlier, we did our toast, and that's what was up next. The Fink uh, asks everybody to stand for a moment of silence, and the first 10 bell salute on Raw happens for Andre oh. the Giant's death. Um, they show a great video package, and they flash his image up on the screen. Uh, Andre, 1946 to 1993. So I was looking up facts about Andre. Um, I love the fact that he used to enjoy moving cars as a prank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've heard about, I've actually heard about those stories. He was yeah, uh, dude. infamously uh, in love with farting on his opponents. And uh, also, I saw something online saying uh, he loved QVC as well. Like, he would order off QVC all the time. Oh, that's fantastic. Can you imagine getting a call from QVC on QVC from Andre the Andre Giant? Giant? What did you say? <laughs> I would like to buy the cubic zirconia ring, please. Boss. Um, I, one of my favorite there, – there's – there's somewhere on YouTube, there's a shoot interview with uh, Jake Roberts talking about his early days in wrestling. And this is like in the 70s. He was assigned to drive the Giant. And so as a rookie, he, you know, would, they, they would get a van 
and then they would take the seats out of the van and then like put down a bunch like a beanbag chair and a bunch of cushions and stuff like that for Andre so he could like kind of like just lay down and then that that's how they would take him around from the territories and so um he he picks him up and he picks up uh he he has him pick up uh four 12 packs so that's uh 48 beers they get to the they get to the re- they get to the matches you know andre uh you know comes out you know and and he they they come back and he he, he takes another 48 beers and like on the way home andre has to like stop and piss and <laughs> uh you know jake jake roberts was just like he didn't stop he he drank he drank some like two two sets of forty eight beers between thir- on the way to the match, and then after the match didn't piss while he was at the matches, mm-hmm. and then like he was just like I don't I don't understand this man the man is truly another kind of creature yeah man man that's that's Wade Boggs numbers right there <laughs> that's up there but. I don't know about y'all, but to me, like the part that really I thought was actually the most beautiful moment in that, did you notice how everyone was actually already standing and had their hats off? Like Vince barely started speaking and everyone, there was just like a mm-hmm. feel in the room. But like, we know what this over is about. Their heart and stuff. Like, right. like oh. it was, it, it was like, it was kind of like, it, it gave you a little chill to see, you know, folks. Yeah. People won't stand for anything, and that this is not a political commentary, please. But the fact that people just, at the drop of a hat, were just like, "Oh yeah, no, I want to honor Andre." Yeah, yeah. that's kind of fucking beautiful. Well, it's different too because nowadays someone passes. You look at uh, what was it, Brody Lee? Uh, you know, yeah. like you get instant. That you know was, what I mean? That was pretty incredible too. Though. It's yeah, it's it's funny. it's beautiful in a different way because it can happen faster and fans have the option to be like, "Hey, you know, that's that stuff that you're like, man, they are kind of like gods because millions of people mm-hmm. are Look coming to, to pay their dues, right. you know." Yeah, I mean, like even though I knew that, you know, Andre the Giant um passed away, um I didn't know in this episode they were going to pay tribute to him because it's been so long for me oh, so when that happened i was like oh wow a little bit of chills there when they yeah. worked on the, the uh, photo montage so that was pretty cool yeah. i was unprepared it was nice i kind of i feel like <laughs> right, i was doing yeah. something and i stopped i, was I, was I did doing. not i did not expect that in this episode Andre yeah. was a legend, you know, like uh, even if you weren't uh, a wrestling fan, you still kind of knew who Andre the Giant yeah. was. Absolutely. Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah yep. Princess Bride. My, my standard is if my mother knows who they are, they're a household right. name, literally. Yep. <laughs> like, they're an iconic. Yeah. Um, so after that, a 505-pound Yokozunu with Mr. Fuji faces Bobby DeVito. I think that was his name, the actual job. Bobby DeVito's son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He didn't even get a graphic. Uh, Yoko wins this, as usual, with a bonsai splash. Uh, During this match, commentary talks to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Duggan calls calls him Yakazama. Um, It's kind of weird how, as a kid, Duggan sounded like a hero. But now that Mm -hmm. I'm an adult, he sounds like a fanatic. Like a just an absolute raving moron. He just says, yeah. Yep. And Which, I love I, I love uh, Duggan like personally and professionally. I think the man is amazing. But right. uh, yeah. he, well, Kyle talked to him for like twenty minutes at C two E two. Friendly yeah. dude, man. Oh, wow, he's um, the only wrestler that's ever uh, like 
like something I tweeted or whatever. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's he's a really also I I will say like I'm I'm a big guy. I'm 6'3", 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. I shook his hands and they fucking engulfed mine. <laughs> like like it it it, it is like kind of like the difference between like a big man and a big man. Like he's a big guy. Um two two things about this match. Um you uh Bartlett uh once again just really funny joke about uh his uh, uh action figure how he needs to have his own action figure like they they just did the commercial on the if you're watching the network version you see the commercial for uh uh the, the action figures and he's like you know Vince I've been working here for a couple months where's my action figure he was pretty almost like sincere a, about it too like hey Vince uh I, I would also like one of these it could have like a super eating action. Yeah. <laughs> which also right after that break too, they had the Slim Jim uh, commercial as well, which have been in all mm-hmm. these episodes we've been watching because you got Macho Man there. Yep. But I think you get a genuine, I think you get a genuine laugh out of Vince after a Bartlett joke. And I think it's the first genuine laugh mm-hmm. where he, uh, he says, um, you know, for, for all the, for all the other meat that you don't want, you know, or, or, or Slim Jim when you're out, when you're all out of normal meat and you you're actually, hear, I think it's genuine. The cow the, the meat comes from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was. It was. I believe it was when you don't want uh, when you're not concerned about which part of the cow the meat comes from. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. And I think you genuinely hear Vince be caught off guard by that joke, and Macho Man suspiciously silent on that one. <laughs> Listen with my gimmick, man. <laughs> yeah, when you really don't care about what part of the cow you're eating. <laughs> So after that next, Vince uh, interviews tag team champions, Money Incorporated, IRS, and Ted DiBiase. Vince actually mentions that Money Incorporated asked for this airtime. DiBiase, he recites Humpty Dumpty in reference to Beefcake's shattered face. Uh, DiBiase answers Beefcake's challenge and says either of them will face him. They flip a coin, and DiBiase says he wins. Uh, Jimmy, Mouth of the South Heart, he comes out and he says that this is all a silly idea. And DiBiase just says, hey, hey, it's recreational. Uh, They're just having fun. So this is kind of setting up things for... for, No, man, it's recreational. It's not a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is basically setting up, uh, you know, the whole, uh, I guess, tag team championship yeah, tag title match, right? Between Money Inc. Yep. and Hogan and, um, and Beefcake. Beefcake. Yep. So that Who and has also three nicknames, mind you. I realized today he has three nicknames when you think about it. Ed <laughs> Leslie, Brutus. Brutus is 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 from is what uh is what um Hogan would call him, like brother Bruta, Brutus. Bruta, uh, yep. Beefcake, you know, that's when somebody's a handsome, sexy boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Barber is actually his career. He was a professional uh, barber, no, uh, uh, but not really. He couldn't cut hair. He Did could you, cut tights, um, though. Not with he was, sister, though. Those he, years he brought up. Nobody oh, was getting near my hair with that. <laughs> WWE never shies away from a prop gag. Like, it literally oh, was. He just walks out there with it. And Bartlett has another zinger where he's like, <laughs> looks like he used those shears on himself, which actually caught me <laughs> off guard. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Um... 
No, I was just saying that uh, actually I had heard that uh, Brutus Beefcake didn't like his gimmick. When they came to him with the barber gimmick, mm -hmm. he was not having it at first. He was oh, very wow. against it. Um, he didn't want to be strutting and cutting. He didn't. He thought it was not going to go over, but then it did. And he was like, all right, you know. Yeah. You know. To be so, fair, we have a better barber now, all things <laughs> considered. Not, no, no offense to my boy, Beefcake, but yeah. <laughs> it is like you can't compete with the current running. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to mention that those tag team titles look awesome. They're the best then. ones. Just I black strap so and gold good. Yeah. They need to bring that back. I really hate these giant pulling tag team title they have right now. It's yeah, so ugly. I agree totally. Those are the best tag titles, the ones that they were holding. Yeah. I like that oval like not oval but kind of almost like a plaque yeah yeah like almost really rectangular yeah it's like rounded with rounded rectangular yeah. rounded yeah. edges yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think it said like world on it you know yeah, it did and yeah. i think it had a globe yeah like globe. globe icon in the middle that thing was cool anyway so yeah money inc is uh basically out here taunting brutus you know saying you know basically i'll just Tear your face back apart and all this stuff. He got the poem like, wrong, man. too. He, he said all the king's men and all the king's horses couldn't put him yeah. together again. I was like, like Tim DBS here, you a moron. Like, <laughs> which has I all was... that money made your brain smooth, Ted? Come on. Like, it's yeah. not a hard poem. It's also interesting because there's a lot going on that's very anti capitalist at the time with wrestling, which shows a very different Vince, you know, if you will. Like, it really is. Oh, these well, guys are not. Not anti-capitalist, Sawyer. So two things. Uh, Million Dollar Man is supposed to be Ted Turner. It is oh, You don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you knew that. It, it, it was a very subtle, subtle joke. But and then uh, erring our shyster is because he Vince hates paying taxes. No, right, but that's what right. I mean. They're, they're, they're you know, it's, because that's the thing is IRS is doing IRS. His whole thing is like, oh, and also he's not paying taxes. <laughs> like, thanks, thanks, IRS. <laughs> I'm glad you were here. But, I don't but, think in wrestling history they've ever had a good millionaire or wealthy character. Can you guys think of any? Um, I, I, I enjoyed baby DiBiase. face. That's what no, I mean. No, but I mean, I mean, baby, I mean baby face, yeah. baby face. Sorry. When I say good, I mean, baby. Face. Oh, oh. A hero. I, That's, I don't yeah. know about a, a, a baby face, but have you guys seen Cameron Grimes and what he's doing now? No. Cameron Grimes? No. In NXT? Is he a millionaire? Yeah. He's the million dollar caveman. Um, what? <laughs> because in reality, he actually, you know, that whole oh, uh, the game, guy who won all the money GameStop. GameStop. Yeah, he actually legitimately uh, got rich off a of GameStop during that whole thing, and mm -hmm. so he decided to change his gimmick to the Million Dollar yeah, Caveman. Oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. insane! You need to be that's watching so that. Weird it works, man. No, I haven't oh. seen him since uh, that zombie match he mm -hmm. had with uh, Loomis. The last time Dude. I yeah, that's funny too. But this million dollar uh, caveman gimmick is a uh, pretty hilarious. That's fantastic. That's awesome. But yeah. that's but yeah, that gets that serves my point. Is I feel like all like 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 Vince still paints the wealthy as villains, which is interesting because Makes, you know, he knows he knows the truth. He knows he's he knows a villain. Yeah, he knows. True. Yeah, exactly. I a think wise exactly Finn stuff know himself from McMahon. So yeah, you know? he, yeah, he's he's a scorpion. He knows he's the villain. He knows yeah. it's just in his nature. Uh, I hate that fairy tale. So, uh, it's in my nature. You're an asshole. <laughs> so next 
we get the uh, narcissist. He's posing again. Um, during his mirror time, this guy, we get the raw girl out that uh, Kyle was mentioning earlier. Um, yes. I think that you're into her a little more than Luger was because uh, he didn't really love that too much. Well, yeah. to be fair, there was a mirror, Jeremiah. What's yeah. he supposed to do? Not uh, look at himself? Yeah. <laughs> which I realized the other day, he should have billed himself as Narcissus, which like the actual Greek character, because it actually serves a wrestling background. He was a warrior and a hunter that mm -hmm. considered himself really vain. And I'm like, why didn't they? Sorry, it's the dramatage in me. No, yeah. no, I, I, think, no, no. I think, Sawyer, that you are... Um, You're honest I think, there, man. I, mm -hmm. I think perhaps he may have been supposed to be narcissist narcissus yeah mm -hmm. and they just didn't know how to pronounce it <laughs> yeah and then you got heated on top of everything where with yeah. that slight lisp so that's true <laughs> oh my god don't forget the royal rumble promo where he's just ogling it like give it to me lex don't tease oh me lex god. yeah <laughs> Um, but honestly, after... though, I, I, in front of a mirror, I'm the same way. I can't walk <laughs> past the mirror without checking myself out. That's I don't know true. what it is. Check out song on OnlyFans. Uh, offering 10% discount, PTC <laughs> 2021. Oh, man, this running joke's never going to stop. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it. a very, it's a very athletic joke. It runs far. Yeah. <laughs> He's also our babysitter, which is a huge, weird overlap. <laughs> <laughs> So um, after the commercial comes back, the Mr. Perfect vignette is next. Uh, Loved this. That was awesome. So much. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, from like the first time I saw it, uh, Steve Jordan from the Vikings is with Mr. Perfect. And a vignette happens that I, uh, it was like one of my favorite ones from Mr. Perfect. Uh, he throws a pass waits a second <laughs> then he runs and catches his own pass as steve jordan looks on amazed uh it's oh, everything so about this is good, good. it's it's the it, give give these men an oscar right here right now uh <laughs> you gotta love act athletes acting it just yeah, steve it jordan's is acting is bar none steve jordan was uh <laughs> yeah, i don't know how to describe that <laughs> These, Kyle and I used to have a joke so because you would see it a lot with theater and, and, and it's like, you know, you don't want to pick on someone's acting, but you feel like when people get into the industry, it's like, you know how to at least talk, right? Like to another, like, do you normally say hi that way? <laughs> Hello, well, greetings and salutations. It's, it's that old actor, like Supernatural. It's like, what do, I, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. Be like, just, <laughs> just you know, be normal. Uh, I don't know. Normal. What's sword? That? How do you mean normal? <laughs> don't you know? Acting is reacting. It um, is. I, man, Mr. Perfect is just ah uh, so good. He Sexy really Lexi. had a fun playing that character too. They they really vignette, nailed right? this. He really, thing. you can tell he was really enjoying shooting that promo vignette. Oh yeah. <laughs> And this was his uh, like second round of vignettes, right? Because when he first came in, he had vignettes to bring him in as a heel. And then this was kind of his like um, face vignettes kind of yeah. happening, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it kind of perfect. Cool. Yep, still perfect. Just now people like him. 
Right. <laughs> for well, being perfect. That's perfect player, it's uh, it's not as poetic as Brutus Beefcake staring into the sun, though. I will no. talk, I will oh, say that. That is one thing he said. He was like, I, I was walking on the beach staring into the sun, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I could see Brutus walking on the beach staring. <laughs> directly into I don't the know why sun. people like this. This hurts a lot. Like, oh my eyes hurt, Hulkster. What am I doing? <laughs> and I'm a tough guy, like you, Hulk. I'm. I'm... <laughs> Which, by oh, the way, I, see, I, I was red and yellow. By the way, if Ryan Gosling doesn't make the Brutus the Barber Beefcake story, we're we're missing a total notebook opportunity here. I mean, this 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 is this this is a story for the age. That would be your casting choice. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> like like if, that. if you tell this story and then at the end people like based on the life of Brutus the Beefcake, it has to be Ryan Gosling <laughs> no, now. Brutus no the one else can play him. Ryan Gosling is Brutus. <laughs> Loses both of his parents. Goes through a divorce. Um, almost dies Aren't they in making an HBO show uh, with the uh, what's his name uh, Thor? Chris Helmsworth, Hemsworth or Hemsworth? Hemsworth? Yeah, it's going to be Hogan. Who's he playing? Hogan. He's playing Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope he's on the juice. I think there are pictures of him out there, like preparing for the role, and he's all jacked. He better be. He better I be on the so. juice because, like, you can't. Like, look, I I know that, like, nowadays, like, actors can get that shit, and they don't have to, like, like, just look, just Chris, get on the juice a little bit, and you know, get them arms up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not encouraging steroid use. Maybe I'm not. So after the vignette. We get Lex Luger versus another jobber, Jason Knight. This uh, episode, now that I'm thinking about it, was heavy on the jobbers. Uh, Luger pins Knight with his pinky finger, right? Uh, and he gives Knight a Cesaro swing after the match, which is cool. 230, 238 is the match length, too. That's Very short. Pretty, oh, pretty all the short. matches flew. I feel like mm-hmm. I blinked yeah. and they were Well, yeah, Lex Luger, he pins Knight with ease really quickly. Um, it's worth noting that at, during this uh, match that Beefcake accepts DiBiase's challenge. Um, then Vince McMahon closes the show by letting us know that there will be no Monday Night Raw next Monday because of the dog show, which was <laughs> Vince like rolled his eyes about this. You could tell he was like, like pissed as a shoot mm-hmm. pissed off you know oh dude also bartlett gets genuine laughs out of both uh vince and randy he's like didn't we just watch the dog show and, and, then, you, and then you hear macho man go bow wow <laughs> bow wow like it was like they're becoming friends guys they're doing <laughs> they're doing it so uh song we're actually at the right. end of the episode so what were you about to say about that what you think about the episode, episode. If it was like a uh, running serial uh, TV show drama, I would categorize it as a filler episode. Yeah, because yeah, we just yeah. had we we just had that um, epic episode last week with the uh, flair and uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect um, winner go winners leave the uh, Federation match, and then mm-hmm. this episode was a little bit of a letdown because it was it's like you guys said it was full of it was filled with jobbers. And um, there was no superstar versus superstar match in this episode at all. It was all just like superstar versus jobber. I mean, maybe you can say the uh, joint versus um, typhoon match yeah. was probably, but yeah, that's other the other than that, yeah. We've been kind of spoiled up until this point, which that's makes very sense. That's true. That's very true because we had the first episode, which 
two episodes later, we got the Royal Rumble, and then after the Royal Rumble, we got the Perfect Flair main event. So yeah. we've been very spoiled with these um, reviews. It is episode four, right, for them in terms of Raw? Like this is their fourth episode? Yeah, I think this is an episode of anything like um, a drama. is like this is where you take your breather before they probably mm-hmm. lead up to something yeah. a lot bigger. Well, it's like three episodes is a trend. So if you hook people right. for three, you're like, this is what you're going to get. And exactly. you not get it, but you get a little, like a Diet Coke version of what you've been getting. Hey, so right. they actually yeah. opened the show with Tatanka versus Damian Demento. He was pretty much a jobber, but he was kind of a Demento. Demento didn't even get an entrance. He is a jobber, not pretty <laughs> much a jobber. He is a jobber. We're not going to Yeah. Right. We've glossed over that, I can, bring, I can break back my high school debate notes and take you to task on that. Oh, oh, oh whoa, that was... The babysitter setting down the rules. I know somebody who's juicing. <laughs> oh, fucking... You want the juice? The juice. Very aggressive today, so he literally is sucking down a, a beverage right now. What is in that? <laughs> this is what happens when you give him a spotlight. Uh, <laughs> Song's got thoughts, y'all. Yeah, so uh, that's a great segue because Song does have thoughts. He's uh, he's even putting a different light on himself. This is going to be called Song Spotlight. I love it. All right. Song, what you got? What I got. So I'm putting my spotlight on today on a match we both saw. I'm going versus uh, Typhoon. I'm going to put the spotlight on uh, one Mr. Um, Fred Ottman, mm-hmm. known as Tugboat or Typhoon, or <laughs> infamously known as Shockmaster, yep. which you guys brought up. <laughs> A little fun fact about him, if you guys don't know, he's actually the um, uncle-in-law for uh, Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he was married oh. to uh, he was married to uh, Dusty's uh, sister. Um, so there's that. Um, that explains he, a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was. Uh, I guess we can call him a local boy. He was born in Norfolk, Virginia. I mean, we're oh. only two hours away. So. Hey, that's my home- hometown. That's where I'm from. What do you think? Local boy or? Yeah, I was going to say, we'll local. call him local. I, I would say local. I think so. So that was pretty cool. That's one of the main reasons I decided to spotlight him, somebody from Virginia. And then um, he also, he was trained by Boris Malenko, um, which I didn't know. And I didn't know that up. either. You want to guess who he's the father of? Dean Boris man. would Dean be Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, right? Dean Malenko, yep. The yeah, man Dean, of a Dean thousand yep. holes. We all got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all three of us knew it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, so sh- since he's from Norfolk, should we like go to Norfolk one day and do like a gorilla style uh, Find out, documentary yeah. and try to hunt Dude. down people? Who, you like, know what would be really cool if we can do an USS from a Smart Mouth Brewery? You think they'll let us? I don't know. Maybe that'd be maybe. really dope. Yeah, that's gonna combine my two favorite things: beer, beer. and wrestling. <laughs> I I like right. that. I wonder if he took the name Tugboat because he's from Norfolk, where they have a lot of tugboats. Oh, right, man. as a lot, that's where the naval bases are. I'm sure a lot of his character has to do with that because he had the uh, sailor outfit yep. before he, you know, turned face. I mean, before he turned um, heel, and. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I Sharon. thought he was a village person. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say in that he Navy. already had the sailor. Yeah. 
I thought you were going to say he had the sailor outfit before he became a wrestler. I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that, that didn't look like a uniformed, uh, like that's, 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 that's no, issued that's to him by the government. A, that's, yeah. That's definitely not a naval uniform, but the character itself definitely. Yeah. Tatanka is the one the, uh, between uh, boss man and, um, or uh, yeah, the uh, tugboat's the one in between Tatanka and uh, boss man up there in the village people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because we were talking about how he was trained by Boris uh, Malenko, but um, like uh, storyline-wise, he was brought up and trained by the uh, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, um, oh, cool. which made no sense. So he came in as a face. He played a face for uh, about a couple of years from, uh, it looks like from, I think from 80, wait, we're thinking... He turned heel in 91, so from uh, 89 to 93, he was faced with Tugboat. Then he uh, turned on uh, the Bushwhacker. Yep. Yep. He turned on the Bushwhacker in a six-man match between uh, the Bushwhacker, him, and Earthquake, and uh, who were the other? Um, who were their teammates? Uh, shoot. Bushwhacker. Dino Bravo. Is that what it was? Was it, or was it the Mounties? It was the Mounties um, came uh, along later, maybe, hmm. maybe. I know the Mountie was out before the Mounties. Right. I know he was team of Bushwhacker, and mm. um, he was facing a, a team of uh, Earthquake and another tag team. Mm-hmm. That, um, he was wrestling, but he turned on the Bushwhacker and helped Earthquake team win the match, and that was his heel turn. And after that, he uh, changed his name from uh, Tugboat to uh, Typhoon, and they formed Natural Disaster. Um, they started out as a uh, heel team, and then they were managed by Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. Nice. And eventually, they made a face turn when Jimmy Hart went and managed Money Incorporated, so they had a, a feud for the tag team title. And um, they did. Um, he did win. Like the only major title he did win in the federation was that tag team title as a member of the uh, Natural Disaster. I actually like and, the Natural Disasters. I thought they were cool. I, I loved them. I thought I, they were great. I enjoy a giant team, a giant yeah. tag team that just dominate. Which makes me disappointed how the WWE treats treat the AOP. Because um, I love it if they can get like two big guys together to yeah. dominate that division. What even happened to them? I don't Isn't know. The, weren't the AOP super uh, like dangerous? They were. Oh, they weren't safe to work with. I did. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like I, I heard that they were not safe to work with. That does it's sound funny. familiar to me. Well, you, you know, we say that when they made the main roster, nobody said that about them when they were in NXT. NXT. It's almost like to get off this, um, to get off the tugboat for a little bit. It seems like with the federation, like during MXT, no one can do any wrong there. And as soon as they jump to the main roster, it don't work. Rumors start flying about how this person is not safe to work with or this person is unprofessional. But when they're in MXT, that those rumors never get out at all. So, yeah. like. It's almost like not to get too conspiracy theories, like the Federation's just trying to cover their butts on why some performers don't do well on the main roster to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it in those terms. That is interesting, man. Yeah. 
I mean, you saw you saw the same thing with um, what was that attack team that really dominated NXT for a while, and then they just got jobbed out when they came to. Oh, they the, were really uh, good. Yeah, dude. Uh, Victor and Connor. Yeah, Victor. And, uh, what was their name? Uh, oh, the Ascension. The Ascension. The Ascension. That was it. Yeah. Right. They were like undefeated in um, NXT, and it was a Lucha. Ha- the Lucha Brothers at the time took the tag team title off of them, and then they they came to the main roster and did a bunch of nothing. And they were a joy to watch in NXT, man. They were. They, they were fast. I really thought big. they were going to put tag team, you know, tag team wrestling back on the map there. Yeah. But it seems like everything. Like I guess when the spotlight's not on you, spotlight. <laughs> but it's not on. <laughs> When it's not all on you, you, you know, you don't feel that weight, and some performer probably just can't perform under the weight of the spotlight. Um, yeah, that's what happened to this uh, most recent guy, that other big guy that just got released. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I heard he was a pretty shitty person too. Right, exactly. You're talking about Sullivan, right? Yeah, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, he yeah. supposedly just had a lot of anxiety issues and just yeah. – they, and a bigot and all that other stuff. But the, supposedly well, it was an amicable break too. That he was like, you know, they. I appreciate yeah. the WWE for letting me kind of, you know, do my thing or whatever. Yeah. And you, is Let's that uh, is that the end of the spotlight? You got more? No, I want to just bring back the Shockmaster debut. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, please go to YouTube. <laughs> just so funny. search. Just, just search uh, Shockmaster WCW debut. Uh, they had a uh, a talk show with Ric Flair was hosting. I think it was Flair for Gold mm-hmm. was the name of the talk show, and um, they were hyping up War Games. And mm-hmm. Sting, Davy Boy Smith, um, Dusty Road had a secret partner that um, Sid Vicious team didn't know about. So on this episode, they decided to bring him in um, a little. So the background is he's supposed to come out just busting through a wall <laughs> they have Classic. a uh, <laughs> busting through a wall like the uh, kool-aid man supposed to be yeah <laughs> they uh his costume was hilarious it was um a stormtrooper mask painted purple with uh rhinestone to make it look like it was uh glittery shiny and glistening yeah Oh, I remember. I've seen this. Yes, I remember. Yes. I actually know exactly yes. what you're talking about. Yes. I've seen so this. <laughs> He's so got like funny. overalls so on or something, or not? Oh, he had just jeans, jeans, and then he had like these uh a black vest that's just oh my and no God. shirt. So black vest, <laughs> no shirt. So he busts out through the wall. The top of the wall broke, no problem. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the wall, there was a two by four that didn't break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just tricked over and fell and you can hear uh booker t or stevie ray one of the two just saying he fell on his ass yeah (laughs) the audio didn't cut out so no yeah so that's actually unfortunately is what he's known for but a lot of the stuff i read say he's just you know it doesn't bother him now he gets the laugh out of himself he actually when he does these con or uh, wrestling convention shows he actually has helmet with him nice so fans can see it yeah so he's yeah so that's uh my spotlight on the tugboat one of the funniest things about that whole thing is when he falls and is the way his helmet just kind of rolls nonchalantly off of his head like hey that's tugboat (laughs) 
<laughs> right. We weren't supposed to know that was dog nope. mode. <laughs> that was awesome. So what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. That I remember amazing. talking about. Yeah. Sorry, I like found an image. I think of it. And I'm trying to get it. Oh. Going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like, so anybody out there, please just YouTube. It is worth the uh, two minutes. It's so funny. Yeah, that is one of the most infamous segments ever in wrestling history. It was hilarious. Is everybody y'all looking it up now? <laughs> I think yeah, so. Sorry. I think there was all... I also yeah, I'm wondering time, why I was, like, I was also like enjoying what Saul was doing and then I was like, let me get this going. I don't know if that's the right image of what you're talking about, but I did find it. Because <laughs> the problem is is I'm like, well, I can't search Vader mask because we all know what's yeah. gonna come up, what you're gonna get a lot right. of Just, results All you gotta do is type shock mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The storm troop, the stormtrooper helmet, like with rhinestone. It's and isn't Ole Anderson doing the voice? Yes. Ole Anderson, with, yep. Giggling the whole time. It's too good. Well, because you love when, again, when you're in an industry that's this silly what to begin with. What was their plan? <laughs> was he going to wrestle in the helmet? Who knows, man. I think I, the plan, I, now, he wasn't going to wrestle in the helmet, but they didn't want to, like, show us who he was at that time. He was just going to reveal himself at um, War Games, but you know, somebody decided to put a two-by-four in the bomb that wouldn't break. Plus, cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. But I think that's also the million-dollar question when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, what were they thinking? What was the plan? What were they thinking? Oh, to that, Kyle, I say doink. I think it's just like you asked earlier. It's, it's come full circle. <laughs> he, he actually... Um, you might, if I just read a quote he yeah. had about that situation, mm-hmm. this is what he said. Uh, they put me in a stormtrooper mask, which was painted and covered in glitter. I couldn't see a thing. I got the wall and put my hand up like a double axe handle and bust through. The top <laughs> broke perfectly, but the bottom didn't give. The momentum <laughs> took me through the wall and to the floor. So he's laughing at himself now, which is, you know, you have to do that. Awesome. Well, it's like right? a Chris Farley sketch yeah. at that point. <laughs> or I mean, Titus. Most, right. Yeah. And we, we look at these guys most of the time like superheroes to us. And when you see them fail and they can laugh at themselves, that's, you know, it's good. It's, it, you know, kind of break that um, fourth wall a bit for us. Let us know what's going on in their mind when this is happening. Mm-hmm. Well put, man. Well, thank you for your spotlight. That was an awesome first spotlight song on Tugboat Taylor slash Typhoon slash Ottman. What am I missing? The Uncle Ottman. Yeah. Okay. Taskmaster. Yep. Taskmaster. Uh, Shockmaster. No, Shockmaster. Yeah. Taskmaster was Kevin Sullivan. The villain from from Marvel. I was going to say a different Marvel character. (laughs) Was uh, Sullivan Taskmaster as well? He was. Okay. I was just making sure I, I wasn't imagining that wrong well that's nope. the thing we're all dorks so we blend in the wrestling with all the of comic it. world all yeah. the time yep. <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i'm a cool guy all right, all right. <laughs> except kyle kyle's the coolest of cool uh that was an awesome episode we hope you enjoyed listening guys and we hope you enjoyed watching monday night raw in february of uh 93 have a great night Peace. bye As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, we want to hear from you. 
you can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.